Hello, my name is Nikki Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. In the last two decades, many low-income countries have experienced economic takeoff, with strong levels of growth, which in many cases have outpaced that of advanced economies. But haven't we seen this all before? In the years before the 1990s, many of these same countries boasted robust economic performances before they all petered out and many ended up burdened with unmanageable debt. Rupa Dutagupta is with the IMF's research department. She and her team have been researching these two periods of growth to see what similarities and differences there are and whether there are lessons for low-income countries today to ensure that this time they keep up the growth momentum. So we find that LIC growth impressively improved in the last two decades. Many countries basically managed to sustain a long period of strong growth. But we had seen this also happening earlier, particularly in the 60s and the 70s. Although we can't tell you how the stories will end, there is a worry that some of them could see these gains in income levels unravel, which is what happened to some of the low-income countries in the past. But we think that today's takeoffs are based on somewhat stronger economic policies than those in the past. What happened in the past exactly? So what we saw is that many of these takeoffs were accompanied by increases in the debt levels of these uh, low-income countries, increase in inflation pressures. Some of them also saw their real exchange rates appreciate. And uh, all of these are basically symptoms of macroeconomic risks. And these risks made these countries more vulnerable over the long run, especially the accumulation of debt. What do you mean when you say these are sense of macroeconomic risk? It is a combination of domestic problems, such as, you know, borrowing excessively in order to finance your investment levels, combined with a shock coming from outside. So uh, probably one of the reasons why many of these countries ended up with either crises or actually saw their entire growth miracle unravel is because of this combination. So let's go back to now. You're telling me that we should be less worried about this takeoff. What is the main difference between these two periods of time? What are LICs doing now that they weren't doing then? There are two big differences. Both are on the policy front. One is that in on the basic macroeconomic policies, we find that the recent takeoffs are based on stronger policies. And what do we mean by that? We actually find these countries reduce their domestic as well as external debt levels after takeoff, as opposed to the previous takeoffs, which saw these debt levels increase. Similarly, inflation levels are lower. And a large part of the story is because now these countries are relying more on foreign direct investment rather than the debt financed investment. Another good news is these countries are now taking many more measures to improve the productivity. And this includes more number of years of education, uh, better infrastructure, more political stability, and all of these uh, factors are helping them to sustain their growth. Are all low-income countries experiencing this growth takeoff or are some of them not actually doing as well? 
We actually see that among the 60 or some LICs in the sample, at the peak of their takeoffs, only about a half of them managed to take off. And since the global recession, some of those have also fallen off. And as of now, only about one third of those LICs are uh, taking off. But having said that, this is not just a commodity story. We see strong growth cases, not only in countries that have commodities or, or for example, resources such as Nigeria, but also uh, many of these uh, countries are uh, manufacturing-oriented, such as Bangladesh, Cambodia, and then there are others who have a bit of both or are now getting into resources such as Tanzania, Mozambique, and so on. So structure is not that important, and again, as I said, global conditions is one factor, but it's not the only factor. Policies have also helped. Speaking about policies, what policies can help the dynamic low-income countries maintain this strong growth? The key to continuing to grow at strong rates is really to make sure that these debt levels should remain low. And this is an important message today, given that global uh, interest rates are so low, they should really try to avoid the lure from um, too much of uh, borrowing at low interest rates. And similarly, we've seen that uh, structural uh, reforms to improve the breadth of infrastructure to make sure that growth is not only strong in, in terms of levels, but it also leads to broad-based improvements in living standards. These are some of the key requirements in order to continue to grow at strong pace. What about for those low-income countries that are not so dynamic? How can they achieve the type of growth that the other LICs have achieved? A key lesson would be for others who are yet to take off is to improve their investment rates and then make sure that these are financed by sustainable means and are also productive so that investment does lead to growth. So it seems like the lure of getting into debt is one big challenge. Are there any other challenge that LICs are facing? Well, there are many challenges that even the LICs that are growing strongly are facing. One of them comes from the fact that not all of them have been able to move out of growth being concentrated in a small section of the economy, and, and they have not yet been able to reduce poverty levels. And so the lesson for them is to gradually diversify the economies and make sure that they implement the right uh, policies so that gains from growth is inclusive in nature. What is the outlook for low-income countries for the next year? Can we say that they're going to grow? What we see is that despite the Great Recession, the LICs have been growing at a very strong pace of, for the last few years. And since the Great Recession, even at a stronger pace than emerging markets and advanced economy, our forecast continues to indicate that these countries will grow at a strong pace. This was Rupa Dutagupta with the IMF's Research Department speaking on the topic of low-income countries' growth spur. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.soundcloud.com slash imf podcasts. <laughs>